Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is great to have you all aboard on this pay-per-view Sunday battle game pre battleground pregame show for you guys. We're gonna analyze everything going on with the pay-per-view tonight. Looking forward to talking with you guys. And you guys give us a call. 347-838-9815 is the number to call to talk battleground. We are on Facebook, Facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. We want you to call in, but you know what? If you're a little bit shy and you don't want to call in and you want to have your voice heard, head on over to our Facebook. and we got a show chat going on there right now, so you can give us your comments on there. Who knows? Maybe we'll read them on the air. You can go Twitter. Check us out on Twitter. Our handle is at the Ken Reedy Show. And you can check us out on our website, thekenreedyshow.com. Got some exciting news this week. Uh, check out the link we posted on our Facebook page. Uh, but there's a documentary film being made on the wrestling business by Andrew Anderson, and we hope to get him on the show real soon. But behind the ropes and the process of being filmed, and yours truly is actually going to be in the movie. A lot of stuff was filmed uh, behind the scenes in the wrestling business, and it turns out uh, I'm going to be in at least part of the movie. So uh, check out Behind the Ropes. Uh, we're looking forward to the release of that, and again, hopefully uh, at a later date, we will have Andrew Anderson on to talk about his career in wrestling, what went into making the movie, and uh, his, his thoughts on the wrestling business as a whole. Really interesting guy, and we'll get him on real soon. Uh, but tonight is all about Battleground, and I got my tag team partner on the line. Dave is on the line. How are you doing tonight, Dave? I'm doing wonderful. Tagged in and ready to get going through some Battleground pregame. You know, before I get into the, the, the battleground, I had an interesting weekend this, this weekend. Uh, and, uh, you know, I went out to see the movie, that new movie, Gravity, with uh, George Clooney and uh, Sandra Bullock. Highly recommended, by the way. Very good movie. But, man, I got to tell you, I thought that WrestleMania 30 was going to break out in the IMAX theater this weekend. Uh, we, they do assign seating now at some of the IMAX theaters. And as it turns out, I guess with all these online... You know, newfangled technology where you can order your tickets online and reserve seating. 
I guess in the rarest of occasions, you could be on your computer and someone somewhere else could be on their computer and they order tickets at the exact same time and they both find that like one seat's available for both. So they print out two tickets with the exact same seat number. So the movie is actually about to start and there's these two like just older guys, like 50 something guys posturing at each other. One guy was like twice the size of the other guy. And it was just kind of this awkward, like, well, that's my effing seat. No, it's my effing seat. I paid for it. I paid for it, too. Well, I'm not leaving. I'm not standing up. Oh, you're standing up. I'm not going to stand up. Why don't you hit me? I don't hit little people. Oh, you're clever. And this whole thing is going on, and security is actually standing there watching it all occur. So I was waiting for, like, the large IMAX theater battle royal to break out. But eventually, you know, I think you had like two guys that I would bet if either one of them were ever in a fight in their lives, it was probably minimum 25 years ago. And I think they all were kind of posturing, but no one wanted to actually make the first move. So eventually they wound up leaving. So moral of the story, maybe don't go to uh, an IMAX with reserve seating on an opening weekend of a big film. But that was my weekend this weekend. Dave, what, what were you up to this weekend? Well, you had a wrestling match breakout. I went to a wrestling match. I went to see Northeast Wrestling in uh, Torrington, Connecticut, and uh, I got to uh, add another check mark on the wrestling bucket list, and I got to meet two guys that you know grew up idolizing and watching, both uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and, uh, and uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And uh, one interesting, you know, I got to meet a uh, few independent wrestlers, uh, Jay Busta um, from the Connecticut independent wrestling scene. Uh, there was Joseph Parks was there. My girlfriend's uh, son, Anthony, he met uh, Gold Dust. It was, he, he, he didn't really want to come to the show because he didn't really know anybody except for Gold Dust. And when we walked in the gym and he decided to come with us, he, uh, he made a beeline right for Gold Dust table and, they, he took him and his mother took a picture with Gold Dust, and uh, they they really enjoyed themselves. And overall, it was just a fun night. Um, Jake the Snake made uh, some disparaging remarks about my girlfriend's breasts, but I'll let that go because he's a uh, he's he's a, he's a legend. <laughs> so other than that, uh, other than that, uh, you know, it was it was a good time had by all a, a fun family event. Um, pro- the best match I probably saw on the card was uh, uh, Anthony Nice against Gold Dust. And then I think there was another match. Oh, uh, Brian Anthony, the Northeast Wrestling Champion, defended the title against two other guys who I'm not really familiar with, Caleb Connolly and someone else. But um but uh that was the uh that, that was the gist of the show and uh the, the meet and greet was pretty cool. You spent 60, you know, I bought four tickets and I spent 60 bucks on, you know, four tickets and I got to go to a meet and greet for free. And uh, meet you know a bunch of the wrestlers. Uh, TNA Knockout Velvet Sky was there, and uh, so it was it was a good time had by all. I must say, with good crowd, I'd say probably I'd say probably about five, six hundred people in the audience uh, went to this show. So Northeast Wrestling always puts on some pretty uh, uh, action-packed, uh, you know, star-heavy shows, but they also showcase a lot of young talent too. Matt Stryker was on, and uh, Roddy Piper did a Piper's Pit with Jake the Snake Roberts. Mass Striker interrupted. It was kind of similar to what uh, uh, Piper and Austin did at WrestleMania with Carlito interrupting. They beat up Striker, and then Jake pulled the snake out. He put it on top of uh, 
of uh, what's his face, Striker, and uh, so it was it was a, it was a good time. I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and you know I'll definitely go back next time Northeast Wrestling comes around. That's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm a little jealous. I, I've, I've been privileged enough that I've actually gotten to meet Roddy Piper, but I have not gotten to meet uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, the guy that, you know, anyway, I think we've even discussed it on the show, that we'd love to see him kind of be able to sit down with some young talent and uh, or give him a job in creative to really help with uh, promo work and uh, give people, uh, you know, some of the younger talent, how to structure their promos, how to... How to you know, how to talk, the intonations. I mean, just a a master psychologist as far as uh, cutting a promo. He was just, he was tremendous back in his day. You know, with all the stuff going on with Jake the Snake and, uh, you know, doing uh, the, the DDP yoga and, and looking like at least, you know, a couple of bumps in the road, but trying to uh, walk the straight and narrow. I'm curious, Dave, how did uh, Jake look? Um, he, you know, when we walked in, his table was the first table in the gymnasium, um, and I didn't recognize him at first because he cut his long hair. <sighs> he, he doesn't have any, he really, virtually doesn't have any too much hair anymore, just a little bit on top and a little bit on the back. He's kind of got the mean Gene Oakland look, um, but I mean, other than that, like physically, he looks, you know, he's slimmed down a lot. Um, he's got issues with his feet, so he was sitting at the table with his shoes off. He didn't get up to take a picture with us. Um, he was sitting in his chair. But the, the the segment at the end with Piper's pit, he gave Stryker the DDT, and then he put the snake on Stryker. I mean, he gave Stryker the DDT, and he looked like he was, you know, it was 1988, 1989 all over again with him when he when he applied that DDT, and the, the whole building popped. And what I thought was really really touching was he got on the microphone after the show and uh, he thanked everyone for coming out, but he also thanked everyone for the support that they have given him throughout his time with DDP yoga. And he told all the young kids, the, the, the little kids, he pointed to a few kids in the crowd and he just said, you know, I'm living proof that you don't need to, you know, poison your body with drugs because I've done enough dope in my life and with alcohol, you know, you, you got a future, a bright future ahead of you and don't screw it up like I did, which I thought was a, a, a really good message for him to send, um, considering all the, 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 the demons that he still fights today, um, you know, because he, he'll never, in my opinion, he'll never fully recover um, and from, from you know the, the the disease that is known as alcoholism or you know and substance abuse, he will. This will be a struggle for him for the rest of his life. And I only say that because of the things that we've seen publicly that that he's been involved in with alcohol and drugs has just taken a toll on him. And uh, but he's doing a lot better. You know he sounds great, um, clear head. It was just it, it was good to see him in, in in a positive light last night at that show. Yeah, and that's great because I, I I do think that you know, for the most part, outside of the, the you know the past few months with DDP, and as you know, anytime you would hear about Jake the Snake Roberts, it was something bad. It, it was you know something drug related or something bad with his family or something. And and it's you know it's it's great that you got to see him and and your experience right now as you discuss. You know him talking to everybody that it was it was a positive experience. He looked good, um, clear-headed. So, you know, with DDP, I mean, it's great the work he's doing, and uh, you know, all the best to Jake the Snake, Snake and Scott Hall. Uh, you know, hoping they recover because there are a lot of fans out there of both those guys. So, uh, great stuff. Uh, near fighting a movie theater and you meeting legends. So, I guess an eventful weekend 
uh, for the two hosts of the TKRS. But uh, we are in a battleground Sunday, pay-per-view Sunday. We are hitting the the pregame, and uh, we're going to hit some matches, talk about what we have to look forward to tonight. And unusual enough for us, and, and, you know, we joke at times. I mean, as much as on, on this show, I mean, let's face it. We do this show, and, and it, it's our gig, and we like doing it. But ultimately, at the end of the day, as much as we're, you know, radio wrestling radio show, talk show hosts, and, and we do this, I mean, at the end of the day, we're fans, and we, we try to keep it positive. We like keeping it positive. We like being happy wrestling fans and talking about the stuff we enjoy. But in all honesty, like some of the negativity that has come up over the past few years uh, where we might rip on certain things, or, or not take it as seriously as maybe other storylines. Um, you know, being honest, it, it's been the divas. Uh, the divas, for for a large chunk of time, uh, has has really been crap in the bed, so to speak. Um, the storylines non-existent. The matches mundane at best. Uh, underdeveloped characters. Uh, just really, uh, for a large portion of time just uh eye candy time fillers was really what we're seeing out of the divas and uh you know combination i guess of the e television show and spotlighting the divas uh but really and truly more uh for what aj uh lee is doing right now um i gotta say i mean i guess you give a little bit of a of credit to the, the divas show but I'm inclined to say that A.J. Lee is single-handedly revolutionizing the the Divas division. And I'm not saying this is the match I'm looking forward to most. I'm not saying that, oh, i got to buy Battleground to see uh, the Divas championship match. However, for the first time in a long time for this wrestling fan, I'm at least intrigued. I'm not necessarily running to the bathroom during this Divas match. Uh, I, I think, Dave, it's been very impressive what we've seen out of A.J. Lee has, as she continues her effort to resurrect this Divas division. Absolutely. I mean, we could we could go back to um, probably uh, our, our show, our pre-show for Payback back in June, and we talked about how um, impressive the, the feud had gotten between Caitlin and A.J., and leading up to that, and the build-up for that, and and then eventually the match was the you know the payoff where AJ won the title in Chicago that night, and we both talked about how how good the chemistry the two of them had, and it, it furthered with them throughout the rest of the summer, while the Total Divas show was debuting and becoming a success on its own, but not being the focal point of the Divas division, which I think was a good thing. And now they've kind of put the two together, and it seems to be working right now. Um, I'm really enjoying it. To me, like, everyone looks at AJ on the Internet as the um, the, uh, the, 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 the female version of CM Punk, um, I mean, she's she's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed her work. She's she she doesn't do a whole lot, but what she does works. You know, her her her, her verbal skills, some of the in ring stuff that she's involved in. And plus, 
you could tell with her, she's a fan. She's not like one of the chicks that just wants to get some TV time and use this as a stepping stone to eventually either pose for Playboy or go into acting or modeling or whatever the case is. She's been a fan. She's been a mark for years. I mean, we've seen old pictures of her with, you know, pictures with Trish Stratus at autograph signings and Lita and, you know, how how much of a um, – uh, an experience this is for her as as of now as a performer from going from a fan to a performer and the emotion that's involved in it we you could really tell in her work that this is something that she wants to do for the rest of her life but this is this is it for her this is her thing she's been a wrestling fan for a long time and she really studies her craft and she's a you know she's a historian of the wrestling business so her it, it, her her promos regarding the Total Divas girls, you know, Brie or Natalia or whoever, all these girls, it kind of, there is some, there is kind of some reality to what she's saying and some truth to it because she basically was a fan and she's not getting the opportunity that she felt she deserved, even though she's the champion, but these, some of these other girls, with no disrespect to Natalia, because we know her history being a part of the Hart family, but some of these other girls aren't necessarily fans, and they're getting more of a, more of a spotlight and more of the opportunities, and they really don't care because this is a stepping stone for them to, to move on to bigger things eventually down the line. So I like that there's some sense of realism in this storyline, with the two with with them, and I also really enjoy the the addition of uh, Tamina as like her muscle, her bodyguard. Because I thought AJ was going to be a babyface coming out of this. Because I really have a hard time seeing the Bella twins uh, being babyface or good girls, so to speak, um, in this feud. Just by the you know the way they come across on the Diva Show and even on even on WWE programming, but. AJ has cemented herself pretty well as a good heel now that she's got this muscle and Tamina Snuka behind her. And I think that's great, and I think that's one of the things you got to credit AJ. You know, the, the best thing with, you know, the, the good ones that, or the good storylines and the, the good performers are, are the ones that are not only able to put themselves over, but figure out a way to, to bring more people into the fold. And, and, and I think that AJ deserves a lot of credit for uh, what she's doing right now. I mean, she's giving validation to the whole Divas division. And then, as you say, with bringing Tamina into the fold, I mean, here's a woman, and let's face it, I mean, Tamina, all the physical gifts in the world. I mean, I, I love watching Tamina wrestle, but it seemed like uh, creative, they just had a hard time figuring out exactly what to do with Tamina. Um, you know, who knows how far it can go. I mean, down the road a piece, you could have these two split up, um, wherever they're going to go with it. But I really like it, too. And now you have a, a woman who is as gifted as Tamina in the fold, and we can see more of her, and they have made her relevant. A.J. Lee has succeeded in, in making her relevant. So I... I do think, you know, with with all the stuff with the Divas program, we, you know, it, it was kind of almost like a an, an offshoot. Like, here's this, like, this division in the WWE that, that's been crapped on for quite some time, and then it's, hey, let's make a reality show out of that. The, the, the thing that, the, the crap that we put on our show uh, each and every week, we'll make a reality show out of that. Not anything else that's really interesting. We're going to make a reality show out of the division that we've just crapped on for a substantial amount of time. And what AJ has done 
and actually coming out against the people in the show has made it all relevant. Now, all of a sudden, the TV show is, is, is going to be reflecting a relevant storyline. Going forward, now we're hearing that A.J. Lee is going to be in the show. Uh, they've in, in that, that quote-unquote pipe bomb promo, now you're bringing, like, the Bellas into the title picture. It's just everything A.J. Lee is doing right now is, is really validating and, and solidifying what that diva division uh, is about or could be about. And it's it really, I, I, I just think that she deserves a tremendous amount of credit. The only negative I would have right now with the, the uh, what the divas are doing is not actually at all with the divas. I wish, you know, the commentating team would take it a little more seriously. And enough with, like, Michael Cole and, and JBL feeling the need to kind of rag on them and laugh at them. This has actually been some decent storytelling out of the Diva Division, something that we haven't seen in quite some time. Kudos to AJ. Kudos, as you said. She's a fan. Good for her getting that tattoo. You, you guys want to make fun of her tattoo? I think it, it's great that she. it means enough to her that the first time that she won the Divas Championship, there's only going to be that first time. First time only happens once. So the fact that, you know, being a lifelong fan, and like you said, Dave, this being her lifelong uh, dream, and she will... You know, she's someone that when you, you see, like, she bleeds the business, you know, she'll be like Mae Young. You know, if she can, she'll she'll be coming back in her 70s and 80s uh, doing stuff on WWE television. Good for her. She wants to get that first, the, the first date that she won that Divas Championship. She wants that, she wants that date tattooed on her. Good for her. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, a lot of kudos to her. I, I think just the, the commentating team, you know, let's let's take it seriously. I mean, it, it's part of the programming it's been good good storytelling. Uh, AJ's been cutting not goofy promos, but biting nasty promos. Let, let's give them some credit. I think they, that right now AJ Lee is, is putting out some of the best storytelling in the WWE. So kudos to her. Uh, championship match tonight. I'm, I'm sure being this championship match, we're going to see some behind-the-scenes stuff uh, upcoming on the Divas show. But how do you see this uh, match panning out tonight, Dave? I don't know. I'm kind of torn with this one, only because uh, now they've involved Brie Bella in the, the Daniel Bryan storyline, and I kind of have a feeling they might give her the title, and then maybe force. It. I mean, I don't know. I guess I can go. I guess I can go ahead and. Well, I'm not going to give my prediction on that match just yet, but I could see Brie Bella winning it, only so that they might have some some uh, newer footage. Uh, for the for the, uh, the the second or the mid season of the Total Divas show that's coming up, uh, but at the same time AJ's been doing so well with the title that it wouldn't surprise me if she kept it. So um, safe, you know what? Safe bet. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with AJ winning it. I think she's gonna she she's gone through a few of them in that from that from that TV show. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this Bella is the next one on the list until. Maybe she eventually gets to Natalia one-on-one, and I think that's what they're kind of leading up to um, because they've involved Natalia a little bit in this, but she hasn't been directly involved in it. I think this will eventually lead to AJ and Natalia sometime down the road, and maybe Natalia will take the title from her, um, and, and the, maybe they will use that as a part of the, the Total Diva story where Natalia has been the good girl and works hard and does what the company wants for her, and now this is some reward that, she pays off. But tonight, AJ's going to beat uh, Brie Bella. Um, I, I'd agree with you. Uh, I'm going with the uh, 
I, I just think right now, and, and you know, for TV purposes, I, I agree with you. I, I think that there's a, you know, a tendency to think, hey, you know, the Bellas are on the, the TV show. Like, they just go in that direction. But, you know, I, I do think they got the WWE's got to look at what they have. And, you know, maybe for television, you know, it, it would work better seeing Brie lose and, and you know, the aftermath of that. And, and, you know, AJ Lee is supposed to be on the, the show uh, coming up. I I just think the WWE has to look at what they have. And right now they have some gold with AJ Lee. And and AJ Lee has, has been so good that you, you can put anyone against her and she's at least going to make it somewhat relevant. So I think she's exactly the person you want with that belt right now. Uh, she's, for all intents and purposes, taking that whole diva division and putting it on her back and, and continuing to gain relevance for the whole division. Um, would not be surprised if in some way, shape, or form we see uh, Tamina get involved tonight. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do think that AJ Lee comes out on top. And I agree with that. I think that when, you know, what we're doing, what would work work for AJ, and like you're saying, Natty and her history, the Hart family, uh, I think we can look forward to, you know, her building up to the number one contendership. And then you have, you have a, a, a great storyline where you have someone who is the, the newer champion but bleeds the business, loves the business, uh, her dream to be the champion, and she wants to hold on that, that championship um, as tightly as she can and will continue to hold it at all costs against someone whose family uh, is just synonymous with the business. So uh, I do think that if if written correctly and, and the storyline evolves in a, in a good way, uh, you really could look for a, a, a really kick-ass build and match uh, going towards AJ Lee versus Natalia uh, for the, the Divas Championship. And again, not in a positive stuff, I think, for both of us today that we could say about AJ Lee. Uh, there have been many pay-per-view nights. You know, we, we were going every week on Sundays um, now it's just for the pay-per-views, but you know, we went on Sundays and we did the pay-per-view pregame, you know, it does happen where we want to give, you know, the, the matches, the highlight matches, the, the, the time that it would take to really, you know, analyze and, and dissect and look at, look at the themes involved and, and give you, you know, just our educated take on it. And a lot of times when we do that, we, and, and we do, and we say this almost every show, but we actually do as much as sometimes the show seems very free form, but we do talk beforehand, we do come up with an outline, and, and sometimes there are matches where we're like, you know what, we want to get in to the meat and potatoes of the pay-per-view, so there are certain matches maybe we're not going to dissect, uh, depending on time. And a lot of times when we're doing pay-per-view uh, pre-games, the Divas match is the match that, you know what, we don't need to address that one. And this is one of those few times that what AJ has been able to do is to make it relevant, make it something we need to talk about. And kudos again to her and what's going on. I'm looking forward to a good match. I'm looking forward to uh, some decent posturing between the two. But again, we're both looking at... AJ coming out on top. 
Uh, another title that's going to be on the line tonight, the World Championship on the line. What do you think we're going to see out of that match tonight, Dave? Uh, well, I think we're going to see, I mean, RVD, Alberto Del Rio, they've had some issues for a few months now, and now this is a hardcore rules match, so this obviously is in favor of Rob Van Dam. I think we're going to see, you know, I wouldn't say a lot of weapons, but some, some plunder, as, as Dusty Rhodes would say, uh, with RVD and uh, Alberto Del Rio. A lot of people are speculating this might be the night where Ricardo turns on RVD and goes back with Alberto Del Rio. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I don't really care for the pairing between the two, but um, – I don't. I think the Ricardo. I think Ricardo and, and Alberto may need a break from each other right now. Del Rio's been kind of doing pretty well on his own. Maybe they can find Ricardo something else to do. Uh, maybe tag him up with Santino or somebody. But anyhow, um, it should be an interesting, you know, hard-hitting match. I think we might see more of a vicious streak from Del Rio, um, knowing that he's kind of in. You know, out of his element, being you know hardcore rules and, and everything with uh, RVD, but. Um, Kind of like what Triple H was going into his match with Cactus Jack um, at the Royal Rumble about 13 years ago. He didn't. He was out of his element, and he he stepped up to the plate and he hit a home run with that. So maybe we'll see Del Rio get more vicious. But there's a lot of rumors that uh, you know tonight might be the night where Damian Sandow might cash in the Money in the Bank um, and uh, become the World Heavyweight Champion. On who? We don't know. We've, we've heard rumors that RVD might end up winning the title only for him to lose to, to Sandow. Um, Van Dam's contract is running out any day now, I guess. Is, I don't know if it's a 90-day block and then he goes back to work or if it just, was just for 90 days and then he's got to renegotiate. But he's in the middle of a contract negotiation with Vince and the company right now. So um, there's a lot of factors you could play into this. And Sandow's also going to be on the kickoff show with Dolph, uh, having a match with Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler, a former two-time world champion. So there's a lot of variables and factors into it. Um, I really can't predict the winner, but I know that there's going to be a lot of a lot of action. And we saw the we saw what Van Dam is capable of with that that highlight reel that they did with him um, of all his you know craziest stunts, moves in hardcore style matches. So uh, we know what Van Dam is capable of. But the real question is, what kind of work can Del Rio? do in an environment like that. And I think tonight we're going to see a much more vicious um, Alberto Del Rio going into his match with RVD. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little excited about this match. I mean, being honest, um, I've never been the biggest RVD guy. Um, I, I know what he's good at. I get it. And he is good at it, and he's athletic. Uh, character never really grabbed me. Uh, but this is exactly the type of setting that that makes RV that RVD excels in. So I'm really looking forward to this match. I'm looking forward to uh, what Del Rio can do in this match. I kind of agree with you. I, I you know, it's easy to say, and it, it's so like you know that Ricardo's gonna gonna turn and go back with Del Rio. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't see that happening. I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if down the road, if uh, you know, we see Mysterio come back, that we see uh, Ricardo managing Mysterio or something like that. I think they're going to keep them separate for for at least a little bit. I mean, maybe down the road. I mean, you know, Del Rio did did some vicious stuff to Ricardo. I, you know, and I know it's wrestling, and I know that happens. I just think that uh, 
I don't know. It's a good time for uh, Del Rio to be separate. I, I also think if you, you know, a lot of times when you're trying to build someone and continue to build them as a heel, you know, I, I mean, Ricardo's intro is very, you know, it gets the crowd going. And the crowd, you know, as we, we've always said, wrestling fans like to chant. Um, so, I mean, you know, him coming out and, and doing Alberto, the crowd just wants to do that with him. Uh, you know, if you continue to build Del Rio, you know, as this really mean-spirited heel, I don't know. I don't know if Ricardo works bringing him back. I just, I I don't know. I don't see it. I, I think you're going to have some violence in this match. I think there's going to be, uh, you know, as, as we keep quoting Dusty, some plunder. But uh, I, uh, I, I, I don't think that we're going to see Ricardo uh, get back into the fold. Interesting point you bring up, Dave. You know, do we see... The cash in, and uh, you know it's interesting because we all we do have in the pre-show we have a match between uh, the the uncrowned world champion uh, versus Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler, a guy who you know we we we're both really high on him. A lot of wrestling fans are, are very high on him. In fact, I was out uh, watching some football today, and of course, like generally when. I'm out, like wrestling comes up, and this guy I'm talking to is saying, he basically looked at me, he's like, all right, Ken, what the hell's going on with Dolph Ziggler? Like, all I like, just a, a a very visceral, like, explain to me what they're doing with Ziggler. Like, just this sheer desperation, and, you know, a lot of people out there, including us, are big Ziggler fans, love what he brings to the table in the ring, and, uh, you know, since his uh, world championship "Quote unquote run um, really seems like his stock is is sinking. Uh, is is this the night we see Dolph rise back up a bit uh, for myself? And and since you know we're talking about the match and, and maybe get into a little bit with the predictions. Um, you touched on it, Dave. I'm gonna go out on a limb with with my prediction. I think what we're gonna see tonight is. Uh, Dolph Ziggler victory over Sandow in the pre-show. We're going to see Sandow cash in tonight, and that is going to catapult Ziggler back into the world championship picture. Uh, I beat the guy who's the champion right now. Uh, That is what I am predicting to see. So I am optimistic that uh, we're going to see Ziggler move back into maybe not main event status, but a prominent uh, fixture in the WWE. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good prediction. I really couldn't tell you um, who I think will how this whole scenario will come out. I, I I'll agree with you on part of your prediction. I think Dolph Ziggler will defeat Damian Sandow. Um, as far as Sandow cashing in, I have a feeling we're going to go through this like we did last year. Is this guy going to cash in? Oh, wait, I think he is, but no, he doesn't. Ziggler kind of teased it for a while, and then they didn't really go through with it. And then when they finally did, it was a big deal, and that was like, you know, around WrestleMania time. I still, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Ziggler will be Sandow, and maybe he'll set something up for later down the road once Sandow eventually becomes a champion um, if he's successful in that cash-in. But I think tonight... 
I think Del Rio defeats Van Dam at his own game, and this and this will definitely help catapult this. So I'm picking Del Rio to win over Van Dam in the Hardcore Rules match. I'm not saying there will be a turn with Ricardo, but I think Del Rio's walking out of Buffalo with the World Heavyweight Championship. Interesting. We really we really differ on this because I'm picking. Uh, I think RVD is going to win with with a cash in. RVD is going to be a, a short term, very short term champion. Sandow is going to cash in. Uh, that's uh, what I'm seeing happening. So, uh, but it, it's you know, and again, like it, it's good storytelling. I mean, this is a weird pay per view for me because uh, there are matches I'm looking forward to, but it's not like a pay per view where um, I, I I'm really juiced for. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, you know, it, it's it wasn't too long after the last pay per view. It's not too long before the next one. It's uh, so it, it's kind of like you don't have a lot of new developments going into this, but. I think this match could be interesting, and there are big question marks because it's not like I'm I'm making my my picks with like the utmost in confidence because it's it's almost like I'm I'm fifty fifty and I'm I'm just like all right I got to make a pick so I'll pick one, uh, but yeah I agree I mean I I could totally see Del Rio walking out with the championship but uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb on this one and see uh, Sandow is actually going to walk out. Uh, the champion, but I do think this is going to be a, a real good match. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, a very meaningful match. Again, we like seeing the other titles uh, mean something uh, in the WWE, and, and this title is, is definitely has some prominence, as we've discussed earlier uh, on previous shows. That it seems like this title is almost taking the role uh, the uh, the IC title used to have. Um, but I think we're gonna we're gonna see a really good match out of these two, and. Uh, I am really curious to see what we uh, what we're going to get out of Del Rio in in this sort of setting. Uh, getting back to a little bit of talking about uh, Dolph Ziggler and and his stock, uh, I'm curious, Dave, uh, your thoughts on uh, you know where you think. I mean, again, we're both fans. We've talked about him a lot. We've even we've even converted we've converted Mr. Trivia. Mr. Trivia wasn't a big Ziggler fan, and and we we expounded the virtues of of one Dolph Ziggler and. Uh, he, he jumped on the bandwagon. So, you know, we've been really high on him. Probably, you know, for, for the bulk of, like, doing this show, we've, we've been real high on Ziggler. Uh, stock is definitely down. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on what we're going to see at a Ziggler uh, post this? I mean, he's not even on the pay-per-view. He's on the pre-show. Uh, what are we going to see from Ziggler uh, moving forward? Well, first of all, I will say um, – as far as Ziggler not being on the pay-per-view and on the pre-show, you know, a lot of wrestling fans, big uproar. They think it's a big deal. Um, they thought it was a big deal when RVD was not on SummerSlam, but he was on the pre-show. I think it's just, I think they, they think Ziggler is a big enough star that they can get those last-minute pay-per-view buys from Dolph Ziggler or from seeing Dolph Ziggler, you know, a, a guy of his caliber on the pre-show. And, you know, some fans will say, oh, wow, the pre-show, it's free. They got Dolph Ziggler, the former world champion on. I wonder who's going to be on the pay. Oh, so-and-so's going to be. Boom, we got to order it. Mom, can we order it? Kind of thing, you know. It's one of those last-minute deals. Um, so I think they want to try and build up the pre-show. As, and I've said it before, they want to build up the pre-show as, as being just as important as the pay-per-view. But as far as Dolph Ziggler goes moving forward, I really don't know. Um, he's been in, like, stop-and-start mode for a long time. Um, last year, they gave him the Money in the Bank briefcase. They had big plans for him, and they didn't know when they wanted to cash in. 
Then they finally have him cash in, and he gets there. He gets hurt after the cash in a couple weeks later, and he finally get he, he gets he, they didn't strip him of the title, but they extended his they they kept his run for five weeks maybe at the most six. Then he loses it, and then he's out of the picture, and. A lot of people are attesting that to an interview he did on the radio show where he talked about how Orton has been given the ball way too many times and being the, uh, you know, Ziggler being upset that he gets overlooked because of, you know, his his, abil- his ability to, to work in the ring. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. What, I mean, that could possibly be why he's in the doghouse. I've heard other stories that they just don't believe in him as a – Guy that can draw money. Uh, honestly, excuse me. Honestly, I really don't know what they're going to do with him going forward. I think he's going to be used. I, I, I kind of see it as him being used as a uh, as a stepping stone for other people. Um, he was involved in an angle with Dean Ambrose and the Shield. Now he's got something. Now he's got this little short-term thing with Sandow. Who knows where he goes next? But I think he's just going to be one of those guys for the time being that is going to be a fill-in guy, so to speak. Oh, we need you to take a beating here, so do it. And we need you to lose to so and so. You know, I think that's where he's going to be right now until they, unless they figure something out that they or they change their mind and say, oh yeah, we can make money off of him. We can, you know. We could sell his T-shirts and, and things of that nature, but it's sad because I'm a huge Dolph Ziggler fan. I think he's great. I do think, though, that, I mean, I like him as a baby face, but they're not doing enough with him. And maybe if they brought him back as a, as a heel down the line, I mean, I'd love to see them give this baby face run a chance, but if they, I think he would work better as a heel. He's more cockier and he seems more comfortable in that than he is as a baby face. So maybe maybe a change in direction as far as his character goes, but I don't know. I agree. You know, it's tough. I mean, it, it's one of those things that, you know, it's it's weird in the business, but, you know, if you're, if you're cocky but kind of cool, you know, eventually they're going to have to take that heel persona and they're going to have to turn your baby face because fans get into it. But, he is one of those characters that, you know, when he, he gets to be, like, really, really cocky, uh, it's almost like he, he can really sink his teeth into it. Um, but it, it all boils down to, to storytelling and good writing and, and where they slot him in. I hope they uh, they find something for him. Uh, you know, I think sometimes, you know, and, and we've discussed earlier that, you know, he's almost a victim of what he does well. And as you said, like, he becomes a stepping stone for other performers. He's a guy that sells so well that you know it's it's almost like he's he's a victim of his own ability you know he makes everybody's moves look so good that uh you know he can really help put someone else over i i mean you know dave i think you or i could get into the ring with with Dolph ziggler and you know we could make up some sort of finisher and Dolph ziggler would make us look like a million bucks um, you know, he would make it look like the most devastating finisher ever. I mean, the way he's he's so physically gifted. Um, you know, it's 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 almost like you know it's a shame he sells as well as he does. So yeah, big question mark as far as uh, where they're going to go with him. Again, uh, I guess Dave's saying uh, still a major question mark. I'm saying that tonight 
we're going to see Ziggler really thrust back into relevance as he beats Sandow and then thrusts himself into the world championship picture after Sandow cashes in. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. We're talking battleground. We're talking WWE. We're talking pay-per-view. And if you can believe it, we're actually talking divas. So many things going on tonight. You can talk about anything you want. Lots of matches, lots of storylines. We're going to go after the phones right now. We got Tony on the line. Tony, are you there? Oh, yeah, of course I'm here. <laughs> How are you guys? Doing all right. Uh, How are you? What do you got for us? Uh, it's, uh, I guess sticking with Dolph Ziggler, I guess, you know, I I mean, I think he's definitely beating Damian Sandow because, like, what happened with Ziggler last year, he was, you know, they have the, the the heel guy, you know, like the heel holds the money in the bank briefcase and always loses. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, I mean, I, you know, it happened to Ziggler last year. It's happening to Sandow this year. So, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, I can I mean, I definitely see Sandow doing a clean, doing a clean job here. As for, as for what they're going to do with Ziggler, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, like you said, he, he's been like tossed around all over the place as far as his, you know, his, his pushes go, I, I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if he'll lunge into the uh, title picture, but uh, I mean, it'd be kind of cool if he did because there there really aren't too many other um, I don't think there's anybody I don't think there are any other baby faces, I mean off, off the top of my head, I can't come up with anybody besides Van Dam, and I know he's going to be done after tonight you know and um, I, and as far as you know, like you know, uh, Rey Mysterio, I had heard that he was going to, Ricardo, they were going to pair him up with Ricardo too, but you know, it's like, I don't know, I mean, Mysterio, I mean, he's not what he used to be, you know, so, um, you know, I mean, if we, if they do, he returns and they do him and Del Rio, whatever, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to build up to that or what they're going to do. Um, but as, as far as, the, like I say, as far as Ziegler, uh, I don't know, it just, it just seems like, the, it's like, sometimes he matters and sometimes, to, to, to to WWE, it's like sometimes he matters and other times he doesn't. It's just like, it's kind of weird. You know, it's just like their, their booking is just so, you know. That's a, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, Tony, that's a really, honestly, that's a really, like, succinct, uh, good way of putting it. And, and it, it's just in that, uh, you know, and it, it almost becomes, like, borderline a week-to-week kind of feel as a fan that, you know, you're sitting there, and you could be watching Raw one week, and you're sitting there on your couch, and you're thinking, "Yeah, they got, they got big plans for Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler, Ziggler's the guy. That's that's the future. You can tell that's the future." And and you'll turn on SmackDown the same week, and and you'll be like, "Wow, they're really crapping on Ziggler. What are they doing? I guess I guess they don't like Ziggler anymore." It is. It has kind of been a, a weird run that that you just think that all right, this is the time. He's definitely uh, looks like he's moving in the good direction, and then they they kind of pull back. The unfortunate thing about Ziggler is you you, I mean, for a guy who's really trying to build himself, a guy with all the talent in the world, very very unfortunate uh, when he got hurt. You know, not privy to know how long, you know, the intended run was for him with the world championship or, you know, what they were going to do or how the whole thing was going to evolve. But that concussion definitely uh, threw the Ziggler train uh, off the racks, uh, off the rails, so to speak. Um, That was a real shame for him. But um, it's really, I I like the way you put it, Dave, uh, Tony, because, 
it really does seem like that, that it just, hey, now he matters, now he doesn't. Now he matters, now he doesn't. It's uh, it's weird, but I, I just I hope that we see uh, this guy. You know, even if it's not with a championship, and, and it doesn't necessarily need to be a belt, but just somewhere in a very meaningful storyline. I think we'd all like to see Ziggler in, in that sort of spot. Uh, yeah, we definitely would. And like you say, you know, when he when he did win the belt, he was, you know, he didn't mean, more, you know, he was not more of a top role. And when it's, you know, like I say, it, it was really, really too bad. You know, really sucked that he had, that he got that concussion. I mean, I don't know what, you know, how far his world title run would have gone if he if he hadn't have gotten injured. But uh, you know, it's it's like you know, it's like they give him a run at the top and then he gets hurt and it's like, oh man, you know, it's, yeah. So it's that is it. You know, it is kind of a. Uh, even uh, you know, like getting to the others, like what you were talking about earlier, though, like as far as like AJ and everything, I I, I totally agree. Oh, she's uh, my AJ is like the best one or diva I think in, in in the company right now. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd and honestly, you know, I'd rather I would rather see her and Natalia. I mean, this this should be Natalia, not you know, not Brie Bella, just because of that stupid total divas crap. You know, what I mean, and I, and I really had a scary feeling that Brie is taking the belt just because she's. Marrying Daniel Bryan, you know, and they're gonna play off of that. But I would really like to see AJ win, and also I do like the, uh, her being with Tamina. And um, it, it's you know, it's, I heard you know, it's it's kind of like a, a female version of Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Huh, yeah. that, that's a that's a really good analogy. It is, yeah. Well, uh, I didn't, I can't take credit for it. Someone else can, uh, but. Uh. but uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, anyway, anyway. But uh, like I say, yeah. I mean, like you said before, you can definitely tell that AJ is a fan. She's not one of these, you know, like you know, like, like when she cut that promo that that you know that time again on the on all the other divas, saying that they were just like you know just a waste of space or whatever. I mean, yeah. I mean, that promo was freaking awesome. You know, I mean, and, it's, and I hate to say, you know, it's like the, you know, the, the exception of Italia. It's like it's pretty much true for the rest of them. The Bellas, the other two, the other two, uh, whatever, the other two. You know, I mean, they don't really do anything. You know, another thing that I that, that kind of I find weird is like Layla turns on Caitlyn to team up with AJ, and then now like Layla's blowing AJ off along with the other two non-total non- viewers. It's just like what? It's like first she's a friend and then she's not. I, I that I don't get. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I guess that part. I mean, it's a little bit ancillary, so it's not it's not stressing me out. But uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. But I, I really do like the analogy. Who came up with the uh, Kevin Nash Shawn Michaels analogy? Oh man, I think it might have been Mike Johnson. At Mike Johnson, he's a brilliant fellow. Yes, he is. When are you having him on the show? <laughs> I, you know, it's, I got to contact him, man. It, it's funny because I'm actually a little scared. Because every time I've booked Mike Johnson, uh, something's gone wrong. I think the first time we booked him, I think, was Sandy, where we lost power, so he had to reschedule. And uh, something happened, uh, I'm trying to think, with Ironbound. That was the second time. The first time, it was the night of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, so he decided to push it back. That's right. Okay, so, yeah, so, Zoe, so I'm just afraid that, like, you know, I'm going to book him again, and, like, you know, the whole studio is going to short out or something, but... uh. It's probably irrational, but yeah, we definitely uh, want to get him on. And it's funny because I, I do see him around, and uh, every time I see him, you know, he's a, he's a really nice guy. He's like, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely do the show. And 
I actually find myself getting uneasy because I'm like, there's uh, something always happens when I have them booked. But yeah, well, we'll definitely get them on the show and and discuss stuff. But that's a, you know, it's a really good analogy uh, looking at them as a uh, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash uh, in the, the female version, and hopefully the match delivers. And again, like, you know, it's amazing because now you know you called and you, we talked about it. Uh, I think AJ needs to get a lot of credit because. You know, we've actually just glazed over a lot of the uh, diva matches in, in the past, the pay-per-views, and this was definitely uh, one worth talking about. Tony, thanks for the call. Uh, Tony is our expert blogger, thekenreadyshow.com. Check out his blogs for Raw, Impact, and SmackDown each and every week. We'll be back tomorrow night for our Raw pregame, and we'll be talking about uh, what happened in tonight's pay-per-view. Tony, hope to hear from you tomorrow night. Thanks for the call today. I already talked to you more, right? Thanks, man. Well, you know, it's funny because Dave, I, I didn't, I didn't read that analogy. Uh, so Tony, so could have just taken credit for it, but uh, I, I like it. That, that's, uh, I, I can definitely see the uh, Shawn Michaels Diesel uh, resemblance when you look at Tamina and AJ. Yeah, absolutely. He, he should have taken credit for it because there are things I take credit for that I never really said. <laughs> Oops, I think I just said that. <laughs> but no, I mean, a lot of a lot of you'll see a lot of bodyguard pairings that you know with 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 guys or even now girls. You know that they will always compare the the Sean Diesel run. I think even Dolphin Biggie Langston was compared to to the to the, uh, the Sean Diesel run. So, um, but yeah, I see a lot of it because. She's um, she's the the Weasley little diva, and then she's got her muscle. And Michaels was a weasel when he was a heel, and and he always had his insurance policy, making sure that he was protected. So it it, it makes sense. It's good stuff. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. The Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. Battleground pregame show tonight. Remember, we're back on the air tomorrow night. Raw pregame, we'll be talking about how the pay-per-view will impact tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw, and we want to hear from you. Give us a call. What do you think? What are, you going to, what are we going to see tonight? Are you looking forward to tonight's pay-per-view? Give us a call. We're going to go back out to the phones. we got Mike on the line. Mike, are you there? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up? What you got for us tonight? Well, right now I'm in L.A. because uh, I'm getting ready to go to the Braves game and the Dodge and the Dodgers are playing. I'm in L.A. Um, but uh, but I told I totally um, would like to see uh, Ryback lose to see him punk. That's a that's a shocker. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, and speaking of shockers, yesterday at the, I was at the Legends of the uh, Ring yesterday, and. Um, Roddy Roddy Piper was trying to get me on the Piper's pit for Connecticut, and I, I had to tell Piper, you know, you have Jake the Snake Roberts tonight, you know, as they were doing it at some high school. And Piper's like, you know, Mike, I really want you on my show. And I'm like, you know, Pipes, I told him, Pipes, and said, listen, I want to be on your Piper's pit. But, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts was like, hey, brother, what do you mean you're on the show? And I, I, I tried to explain to him. You know, I said, Snake, I said, I, I'm not going to be on, on Piper's pit. But I told him, I told Piper when he comes to Staten Island, he wants to do a Piper's pit, the sign guy's in. I'll, I'll be a guest on the show. So I told Jake, don't worry about it. And Jake went out there, and I heard he did a good job. That's impressive. Wow, so you actually turned down an invitation to be on Piper's pit. 
Well, you know something, the brother man Hulk Hogan, okay? The brother man Hulk Hogan, I'm NWO for life. I love Piper, but I'm NWO for life, so, you know, you know, the side guy's NWO for life, so I gotta, I gotta stick with my man Hogan, so, you know, I just, and, and, and Snake, you know, Snake's a better guest than I would be. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I am a cool guy, but, you know, but I told Pipes if he wants to come to Staten Island, and he wants to do a sign guy, whatever. I'll be glad to do it. That, that's very gracious of you. So you're well, out there for uh, you're out in LA for the playoffs. I guess you you won't be watching the paper. You're going to try and catch it online or something later the on. Funny, the funny wait. The funny story about that is is that I have tickets for Buffalo, and I got a good friend that's in the organization for Atlanta, and. He calls me and says, yo, Mike, we're going to, you know, we'll hook you up. We'll do a deal. You want to come out to L.A.? So, like, I went to high school with this guy. And he, so, so I said, you know, it's either Battleground, Buffalo, or L.A. and Dodgers and, and Atlanta. And I said, you know what? There'll be other opportunities for me to go to wrestling. I'll take my way to L.A. and see the, the Dodgers and hopefully in the Atlanta Braves. Because I'm actually going to be at the Madison Square Garden show. A good, another good buddy of mine got me into that, so I'm going to be doing that when Christmas time rolls around. The very cool. Is very busy. I'm, I'm a very busy guy. I'm a very You're busy. You're a jet setter. Busy. Oh yeah, I'm trying. You know, I'm trying. Uh, you know, ever since this thing went down and all the legends that I got to meet and say hello to yesterday, you know, they were very impressed with my wrestling knowledge. You know, we were talking about wrestling and the pay-per-view, and we were talking about everything, and, and uh, they, they seem to uh, the take to the sign guy. They seem to love me. That's awesome. So, Who else did you get to meet at the Legends of the Ring? Well, I met everybody. I met I met Le- uh, Layfield. I got to meet Bradshaw. I got to meet and say hello to Ricky Steamboat. Um, and I actually talked to Ricky Steamboat about Triple H. Um, and I got to meet uh, a, lot of, a lot of legends. A lot of legends were there, crawling all over the building. Very cool. Uh, and, then, and, then the shrine, and then the shrine guy chant started when I walked in. It was funny. You know, because because New Jersey, everybody knows that I, I, I do a lot of wrestling in Jersey. So I've seen a lot of people that were like, you know, go to BWO. And, you know, I met a lot of old fans and stuff like that. It was it, it, It's good to be loved by the people, I tell you. It's 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 a good feeling, man. So uh, it is. It's such a great feel. It's such a great great feeling. Um, you know, and I it's it's just it's just a wonderful thing. But the pay per view tonight, I'm I'm hoping that this happens. Um, I think that Randy Orton's going to beat uh, Brian. I think that um, the Rhodes are going to get back in the fold, uh, beat the Shield. Um, so I I think I think a lot can happen. I think. CM Punk, like I said earlier, is going to be right back. Um, unless Brock Lesnar comes back tonight, I don't know. But, I mean, I've been hearing a lot of stuff about Lesnar lately. I've been hearing he's coming back to take out Punk again. I don't know. So, who knows? Who knows? A lot could happen. Um, a lot could happen within this uh, radius. We are on a good month. This is our, this is going to be a, a two pay-per-views in a row, you know, in a row for WWE that's pretty... Uh, that's pretty big for them. Um, it is, and then well, somebody, and then yesterday somebody was telling me about TNA, and that Vince McMahon's going to sign a deal to take them. And I said, well, you know, we got a lot of TNA fans. 
out here, maybe one or two. It was at the Legends of the Ring yesterday, maybe one or two. And they said, you know, why would Vince want to take over TNA? And I said, duh, <laughs> what does he do? You know, what does he do? He takes it over. Then he, and then he you know, puts him on his TV and makes DVDs. I mean, come on. Why not? You know? But, I mean, yeah, I mean. I mean, it's it's purely speculation. There's a lot of rumors circulating about the what, the condition of TNA right now. But yeah, you definitely hit the nail on the head. And who wouldn't want to buy, you know, a a very cumulative well, DVD yeah. set of right, you know the best NXT. of Kurt Angle. You know, Kurt right, Angle with how, WWE and TNA. That'd be uh, well, Kurt, tremendous. Kurt Angle, be Kurt Angle will probably be back at WWE if that happens, because you know him and you know all that stuff. But someone asked me, Mike, why would you why would you want that? And I said, so Vince can fire Jeff Jarrett again. <laughs> <laughs> I love Double J when he gets fired. I love it. Double J fired. I love it. All right, guys, listen, I gotta get going. I got a ball game to catch. I'm ready Enjoy to go. Enjoy uh, Good luck, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> And I'm coming back tomorrow, so I'll be back to talk to you guys. If you guys want to listen to me talk about the game, I, I can talk about wrestling you now. i got to catch up with the, the pay-per-viewers tonight. All right, okay. I'll see you guys later. Take it easy, Talk Dave. later, bye. And then... Man, love, love like the, the stream of consciousness that is Mike's calls. We, we somehow... I, I, I... I didn't know that we do public service announcements for just saying no to drugs on the Kid Rudy <laughs> Show. But... <laughs> I mean, we hit... Let's see, we hit the pay-per-view, Ryback, specifically, and Punk. Uh, we hit Orton and Bryan. We hit Legends of the Ring. We hit Piper's Pit. We hit uh, talking to... You can't forget that. Turning down Piper's Pit, talking to Ricky Steamboat, baseball game out in Los Angeles, Vince possibly buying TNA. Um, I probably I'll missed a couple of subjects. What was that? A, a sign guy chant broke out at Legends of the Ring, apparently. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's like a stream of consciousness. It's good stuff. Thanks a lot for the phone call. So many things to talk about. We are in a battleground uh, pregame show right now. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. You want to talk about what's going to happen tonight, what you think is going to happen, what you're looking forward to. We want to hear from you. We got a new segment that we're going to hit you up with. Right now, on the Ken Reedy Show. Segment we're going to be doing here on the Ken Reedy Show. Just can't help but bop to this music. Where we're going to be spotlighting certain wrestlers, some current, some legends. But we're thinking, you know, maybe there's some people out there that watch wrestling, that are big fans, but maybe they don't know uh, some of the history. So we want to provide a little bit of a service. We give you a little history of some of the guys. Um, you know, we'll give you some of their career highlights, talk a little bit about them. So, you know, once a month we're going to do a wrestler spotlight. 
and, and talk a little bit about someone uh, in the business. And because of what's going on in tonight's pay-per-view and being a legend and being involved in this storyline uh, tonight with his family, we thought, why not? Why not take one of the greats, one of the best of all time, the one and only Dusty Rhodes, to spotlight him a little bit. And Dusty Rhodes, uh, as he brought up uh, in one of his pay-per-views as of late, uh, real name Virgin Riley Runnels, born October 12, 1945. So we'll be uh, celebrating a birthday real soon. Uh, he is a Hall of Famer, WWE Hall of Famer, as well as uh, NWA Hall of Fame, um, and the uh, Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, tremendous career. Some may say uh, his Hard Times promo, perhaps the greatest promo of all time. If you don't know the Hard Times promo, go right now. Right now. Come back and listen to the rest of the show, but right now, go to YouTube, and in the search box, just type in Dusty Rhodes Hard Times. Watch the promo. One of the best of all time, if not the best. Uh, a lot of success uh, in Jim Crockett promotions. Uh, came over to the World Wrestling Federation, uh, 1989 to 1991. Uh, wore a yellow polka-dotted outfit, the common man Dusty Rhodes. Some of felt like the polka-dotted outfit was done purposely to humiliate him. Uh, Dusty actually says that he was it was his idea to wear the polka dots, but some people still think that being a guy that Vince did not build up, that it was a way to humiliate uh, Dusty Rhodes. Um, interestingly enough, for me even as a fan, I was never a big Dusty Rhodes fan growing up uh, when he came over to the WWF. Um, the polka dots, I guess they kind of worked on me because I, I just didn't get... Uh, the brilliance that was Dusty Rhodes. It was only till years later when I watched a lot of his old school stuff that I really started to appreciate uh, what Dusty Rhodes has to offer. Again, one of the greatest talkers in the business. Uh, finishing moves, bionic elbow. He's also been known to use the figure four leg, leg lock. Some of his nicknames, the American Dream, the son of a plumber, Dirty Dusty, the common man. Uh, you know, a guy who's been all over the place, NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Like I said, a multiple Hall of Fame inductee, uh, many, many accolades. Going back into his Wrestling Observer newsletter, 1980 Best Babyface, 1986 Best Booker, 82 Most Charismatic. Uh, you know, one of these guys uh, who had just about any accolade you could you could ask for. Tremendous competitor all the way around. Definitely an all-time great. And for me as a fan, one of the one things that I really appreciate out of Dusty, and with no disrespect to Jerry the King Lawler, uh, when we have Dusty Rhodes inducting someone into the WWE Hall of Fame, it is absolutely the most amazing experience as a wrestling fan to just be able to sit and listen to him tell a story and induct someone. I really wish that they would actually hand the reins over to Dusty uh, to host the Hall of Fame. Um, but, you know, I, Lola does a great job, but I love when Dusty is up there telling stories. But just an all-around tremendous competitor. He's done a lot in the business. 
Um, you know, his feuds with the Horsemen were legendary. And again, like I said, probably the best promo ever. Go to YouTube right now if you've never seen it. It's called Dusty Rhodes Hard Times. Anything else you'd like to add, Dave, as far as the greatness that Dusty Rhodes uh, brings to the table? I mean, you covered you covered a lot about Dusty Rhodes, a lot of the important parts about Dusty Rhodes. Um, some things about Dusty Rhodes that you know, some a lot of wrestling fans know, and a lot of wrestling fans don't know is that you know you mentioned the, in 1987 he was voted best Booker. Um, he was he was one of the forces behind Jim Crockett being the Jim Crockett Promotions being so successful um, in the National Wrestling Alliance for his booking and the, the, the storytelling and the writing that he did for the shows. Um, like you, I wasn't a big Dusty Rhodes fan growing up, and one of the reasons why I wasn't a big Dusty Rhodes fan growing up, because I remember as a kid, I see, see him get beat up a lot. He got beat up by the horsemen all the time, and I specifically remember when they tried to turn the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, bad guys. And I was a big Road Warriors fan. And they tried to turn them bad, and they had them turn on Dusty. And I think Hawk or Animal took the spike out, and they, they stabbed Dusty in the eye and tried to blind him. And at one point, they tried to have the Road Warriors run as, as heels with Paul Ellering as their manager. And it didn't really work out. In hindsight, it was something that was short-lived. But I used to always feel bad for Dusty. I didn't really root for him because I, I was a Hogan guy, and Hogan always won. And the reason why I didn't root for Dusty is because Dusty was always on the – the, the, the short end of a beating, whether it was from the Horsemen or the Road Warriors or anybody else in particular, um, he always didn't. He didn't come out on top. But um, years later, um, you know, appreciating his work and seeing his his, his later work, um, and of course, you know, his his booking and you know things that he has done for the wrestling industry. Um, he was a driving force behind uh, Magnum TA. And, and, you know, Magnum T.A., if, if, if he didn't get in that car accident, Magnum T.A. probably would have been world champion in the N.W.A. and probably would have been, uh, uh, I mean, who knows what he could have been eventually, you know, whether he was a Hall, could have been a Hall of Famer. But you know, Dusty was a big force behind that. Dusty created the War Games. Dusty created the War Games match, which will go down as probably one of the, the, the most creative gimmick matches in wrestling history. Um and it was something that was a precursor before you know, to Survivor Series, Survivor Series, um, and the Elimination Chamber and stuff like that. So Dusty had Dusty is involved in a lot of big things that go on in the that have gone on in the, in the industry and still go on to to this day. You know, when I look at the Elimination Chamber, I was like, that's an extension of War Games. That's that's War Games, but ten times better and newer. So. He's done a lot more than just his in-ring accomplishments, too, as well. Um, and uh, he, he definitely, you know, deserves the high regard that he gets um, in the wrestling industry for everything that he's done. Yeah, just remember, I mean, and a guy that, you know, and, and we've talked about it, Dave, and, and, you know, going to WrestleMania weekend and people who, who've never gone, you know, it's, it's the full weekend experience. Uh, when you buy a ticket for WrestleMania. And, you know, if you've never gone and you watch a WrestleMania and maybe you didn't like it, you're just, oh, I would never spend money on that. It's, in all honesty, I mean, WrestleMania could blow chunks. And at the end of most of these weekends, I'm like, all right, well, when do we buy tickets for next year? It's always the experience of the weekend. And the experience is always enhanced when you have Dusty involved in some way, shape, or form in that Hall, Hall of Fame induction. I mean, I'll never forget when he inducted the the Road Warriors, and uh, he was telling a story about 
I mean, essentially what the story was, he, he, he was at a bar, a guy hit Dusty, and then went to run out of the bar, and his animal clotheslined the guy as he ran out the bar. That's the story. But then Dusty goes and tells the story, and he's like, as we were in this establishment, enjoying our libations, a gentleman came up to me and decided that we were going to get into it. And it was like, it's just all of a sudden you're just, you're in church. And and it's just, you're glued to every word that, that he says. He's just, he's tremendous. And, you know, and... I don't know, you know, how long uh, we're going to see him involved uh, right now. Uh, but, you know, anytime you have a chance to bring out Dusty uh, for something, um, I, I enjoy it because the guy can still talk. Uh, you know, and, and to bring up, you know, to segue into what we're talking about, I mean, Dusty being involved in the storyline and coming up into Battleground, um you know, it's been great to see him, as we discussed. If Big Show could have controlled the waterworks a little more and busted out the tears when he knocked out Dusty, that would have worked a little better for uh, Big Show's uh, character. But, you know, Dusty is definitely adding a little uh, a little drama, a little intensity, uh, coming out using his real name, uh, coming out as a father. Uh, and, you know, we, we've heard stuff, and who knows? I mean, the, I'm sure the WWE floats stuff out there so the IWC can, like, grab it and feed on oh, oh, a tidbit of information, inside information. Oh. But I'm sure they, they float all that stuff that we all think is inside info. But that the whole rumor that, you know, people on the inside and Stephanie are, are pissed off at Dusty because Dusty will improv a bit, and he, he gave Stephanie the hand, and... Stephanie wasn't prepared to get the hand. I mean, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. Who knows? It worked, though. It was definitely cool. Uh, it was cool what Dusty has added to the storyline. And as we've talked about, you know, we go, when we look old school at wrestling, and especially some of the stuff that Dusty was involved with uh, years ago, you know, a lot of the rivalries were, were born out of something personal. It, it was a personal vendetta. Uh, some of the rivalries... You know, obviously it would involve uh, championships, but some did not. Some, it was just a personal animosity between competitors. And and Dusty getting involved, what they've done with the new power structure in the WWE, Cody getting fired, bringing back Goldust, you have the whole Rhodes family involved, gives this a very personal feeling and... You know, I don't know if it's the match I'm looking forward to most, but it's definitely up there. Uh, looking forward to seeing what exactly happens uh, with the Rhodes family and the Shield tonight. Yeah, that's the match I'm looking forward to the most. And like I said on Monday's show, the reason why this storyline has become so successful and probably, the, the to me, in my opinion, the best storyline that the, that the company has so far is because it's something that everyone can get attached to. It's something that everyone can relate to. Someone losing their job and their job being so important to them, you know, to feed their families. And this, this the economic times in this country, and especially now with this recent shutdown of our government, it's just, it, 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 it hits home with people. And this is something that you can get emotionally invested into and something that you can relate to as a viewer. You can sit back and be like, yeah, 
you know, I, I, I'll be I'll be perfectly frank with everyone here. I lost my job five months ago. I just recently had gotten back into the working world, but it, it, it makes you feel like less of a person that you're not out there, you know, working and, uh, you know, providing for your family and, and, and making a living. And that's something that probably, you know, could be touched upon even more in the storyline with Cody. But tonight looks like it's going to be the blow-off to all of that. Um, and, uh not only that, but you got his brother Goldust, which, by the way, you know, I saw him at Northeast Wrestling last night in Torrington, Connecticut, and he looked like you watched him in 1996 in the ring. He still got it. And I don't know why he's not a regular member of the roster. I'm hearing rumors that he's going to be, um, that he's going to be keeping, he's going to keep on working with the WWE up until at least WrestleMania. So um, he's got that, that wrestling knowledge with his brother in his, in his corner in the Shield. They've, they've been on a roll since they started almost a year ago. They've been in top storylines ever since the moment they burst onto the scene, and they've been doing pretty well for themselves. At some point, hitting home runs out of the park. And they continue to the, – the, the weird thing about them is they continue to – they gain an underground following amongst most of the Internet, yet – they still have that ability to draw that heat, that heat when they beat up a baby face or when they attack somebody or when they steal a victory. They still have that ability, which I think is really cool because it's hard these days in wrestling, especially with all the knowledge that people have out there with the Internet and social media and, and just how popular these guys are amongst 18 to 25-year-old males, um, that, that how cool these guys are in some way. It, it's I'm personally enjoying overall everything they've done. And to mix them with the Rhodes family and the storyline, the circumstances, you've got Dusty involved. Dean Ambrose, I'm, I'm sure, is going to be outside in the, in the corner of the shield tonight. It's going to be all different factors. We might see a Triple H sighting. Who knows? But it's been really good so far. And I'm predicting that tonight we see the Rhodes family win. They get their victory. This, this match isn't for the title, so this doesn't hurt the shield. And maybe we'll see a shield Rhodes family tag feud going on for a little while after that, but it's just been good all around. Good mic work by everybody, the emotion in the storyline, the storytelling, the psychology, and, and, and the segments. It's all clicked between you know these individuals, and it's just made for, for really good television. For me, it's been must-see TV for WWE with the Rhodes family, and I'm glad because I really think Cody has a ton of potential, and I will disagree with superstar Billy Graham who went on his own Facebook page and said he's got no charisma. I I, I will completely 100% disagree with you on that. He's a Rhodes, and, he, and he's shown in the past he's gotten charisma. That exit promo he cut when he got fired, how much charisma and fire he had in that promo, it, that was proof in the pudding that he's got charisma, in my opinion. Tonight, Rhodes family wins over the Shield. Overall, the, the match I'm looking forward to most this evening. Yeah, and it's you know there are a couple things. I mean, number one, he's he's young, so I I, I agree, and it's it's tough for me. It's really tough for me to sit here and be, you know I disagree with superstar Billy Graham. Eh, you know, but he's got charisma. I mean, maybe it's not there consistently yet. Maybe he's not his father yet, you know, but you can see the skill set. I mean, you can see it's there. It's bringing it out. And and this storyline is doing a lot to bring that out. And, you know, a couple things you hit on, Dave. I mean, number one, I think a lot of credit you got to give to Triple H 
and the storyline with the the power structure and the COO because you're right the shield has definitely uh continued to have that ability to to garner heat being as popular as they are i think the the storyline has definitely helped with that allying uh themselves with the new evil power structures definitely to uh help them to continue to draw some intense heat um, but a lot of stuff you touched on, I, I think that the main feeling and, you know, you saying that you, you lost your job and you're unemployed for a while. What makes this work is, is really and truly, you know, saying this is not a wrestling storyline. This is real life. This is what people in this country are going through right now. Uh, the way it's all been structured, you know, we've talked about characters in wrestling and how, the best characters are the, the people that, that take their actual personality, but they turn the volume up to 10 or 20. You know, they just they just ramp it up a little bit. This is a storyline that, you know, can you not see a, a family, um, you know, a father who worked for a company for a long time, who has since retired, his son went into the same business, and then his son gets fired and the father goes in and says, please, could you give my son his job back? I mean, that, that is something that realistically could occur somewhere in this country. And, and it taps into uh, a very genuine part of people. And, and to see someone, you know, in the, the prime of their life getting married and then losing their job, it, it touches a nerve. It hits on a nerve. And Dusty being as brilliant as he is to come in and to just to just be a father, a father that's coming in and, and defending uh, his, his son, his son on the, on the verge of his, his matrimony, to, to please, please give my son his job back. And, and, and just to be turned away. Uh, it just it, it's really been good good storytelling. It's something that in this country uh, is is very true to life. Uh, exaggerated, of course. It's wrestling, but a storyline that is definitely working on, on all fronts. Um, I would agree with your prediction. I think we're going to see a Rhodes family victory. Um, you know, kudos to Dustin, aka Goldust. Uh, looks like he's gotten his life squarely turned around. He's on the straight and narrow. Uh, he looks like he's lost a lot of weight. He looks like he can go. Um, Dave, you said you saw him wrestle last night. Uh, he wrestled Anthony Nice last night, correct? Yes, that is correct. So I mean, if you're if you're able to keep up with Anthony Nice, you're you're in, you're in a good spot as far as uh, what kind of shape you're in. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see. I mean, Goldust is. Uh, Another element to, to throw into the mix. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see him back into the fold for a chunk of time, uh, whether we see a feud down the road, whether they see the Rhodes brothers going after the tag belts. Um, I think it's cool to get him back into the fold. He's always been an interesting character, and he's always been a guy who, you know, Goldust has evolved over the years from, a, you know, heel to babyface, uh, imposing to comic relief. Uh, now it's a very real, genuine, uh, blurring the lines between Goldust and Dustin. Um, you know, I'd like to see what the 2013 Goldust would bring. So I think this has all worked very well, and kudos to everyone involved, because 
what what the Triple H storyline has done, uh, and and with Cody, is I'd be the first to tell you that before this whole thing played itself out, you know, I, I like Cody a lot, like what he brings to the table. I, I don't know if he if I would have considered him uh, main event material. Uh, he's on the fast track. He's in a good place right now. Uh, would not surprise me at all if we come out of this and in the not-too-distant future we see him uh, at least in the mix for the world championship, uh, if not making his way towards the WWE championship. But this is a very good thing for Cody Rhodes. Looking forward to this matchup. Both Dave and I agree on the prediction. The Rhodes family is going to come out victorious, but uh, I'm looking for a very, very good match, a very personal match, and very curious to see if we uh, what we might get out of uh, Dusty tonight. Does Dusty get involved in any way, shape, or form? Uh, but I think Dave and I both are really looking forward to this matchup. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. And why don't we go back out to the phones? We got someone on hold right there. Call, are you there? We got an eight six zero number. Call, are you there? All right, we're gonna let you go. Uh, if there's a bad connection, give us a call back. We'll get you on there. So we're talking about the Rhodes family. If you want to call in and talk about that, remember we're doing a Battleground pregame show this evening. Tomorrow night we'll be back again two nights in a row. We'll be back for our uh, pregame edition for Monday Night Raw, giving you some pay-per-view reaction, how it's going to affect uh, Monday Night Raw. That's what we do each and every week. Uh, be sure to check out the Ken Reedy Show Dot com And if you want to talk about what we're talking about on the radio and you don't want to call in because you might be a little bashful, check us out on Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Get involved in the conversation over there. But you know what? We're going to go right back out to the phones because we got Mr. Trivia on the line. Let's see what he's got to say. Hey, Ken. How you doing? All right. Yeah, that, that 860 number was mine. Yeah, I don't think you can hear me. That's the, that's the phone number for the Top Rope Show. Wow, that's crazy. So, uh, yeah, just sitting here at Hooters getting ready to watch the paper for tonight. Hey, Hooters. What's that? Hey, Hooters. I, yeah, hello. Yeah, break it up a little bit. Hold on a second. Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, are you there? Ken. Yes, we're here. Ribbon yeah, okay, I just wanted to call. I just want to call and uh, thank Dave Rosenbluth for letting us have his VIP seats tonight over here at Hooters. Uh, yeah, it should be a good show. Uh, looking forward to the CM Punk match. Looking forward to maybe Daniel Bryan winning the title and then they take it away from him again on Raw, which seems to be the full, which seems to be true to form. But uh, other than that, I'm just uh, you know, like I said, just calling you from Hooters, getting ready to watch the pay per view. Dave, we're missing you. Everybody's asking about you in here. I mean, you know, I told me you had other obligations, but not, not much you can do, I guess. Wow. I, I, I missed the Hooters. I didn't know I had much of a following there, Mr. Trivia. Thank you very much. Oh, oh not a problem. I, like I said, you know, I want to thank you for giving us your VIP seats. I came in there, and I said, you know, I'm a friend of Dave Rosenbluth, and they gave me the VIP treatment, so it worked out pretty good. So those seats, those, those seats are in the back by... Uh, by by the men's room, right? Yeah, right, right by there. It's a lot easier. Yep. Uh, okay. All right. Just making sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did I uh, did I hear my tag team partner out there earlier, Mike Ferraro? I mean, oh, yeah, he he's in Los, that he's in Los Angeles. Nothing. He's he's 
giving up a WWE pay-per-view to see the Dodgers and the Braves? I mean, come his, on. I'm sitting his, here watching. his mind might be in Los Angeles, but I don't think his body is there. That's I know. I'm just, I mean, I'm just sitting here watching this unbelievable Cowboys-Broncos game here before the pay-per-view. I mean, I can't believe they're tied at 48. But, uh, Are you really tied at 48? <laughs> yeah, they're tied at 48. Dallas has got the ball with uh, two minutes and 30 seconds left. Did anyone play any defense in this game? Oh my God! Not, I, I, I'm, I'm, as I'm doing this show, I have a, a television on, watching the, watching some of the game, and there's no defense in this game whatsoever. No, this not is, at all. This is a quarterback right here. Yeah. <laughs> so if Romo's got over 500 yards passing, there's no defense. But uh, anyway, Tony guys, Romo. Oh my God. Yeah. 500 yards passing. That, like, how many people in this country have Tony Romo on their fantasy team, and he's sitting the bench to this week? Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, guys, I heard our diamond. I heard our Dave, um, not um, Dave, um, Mike Ferraro mentioned something about uh, there was a rumor going on that Vince might be buying TNA. He's going to do the same thing with it, buy it and throw it away, like you do with the other ones. I mean, that's what I would guess if if that's the case. I mean, there's so many rumors swirling now with uh, TNA. It's it's really difficult to uh, discern like what's what's factual and what's conjecture. I mean, I would think with Vince, if it's for sale and there's an actual market out there for it, then by all means, I think Vince probably would buy it because there's there's a lot of DVDs to be had as far as, uh, you know, TNA and, and, you know, some crossover promotions and and stuff like that. He definitely would, but I I, I sincerely believe that right now it's a lot of... uh, conjecture and, and speculation as opposed to anything that's uh, really factual. But we'll we'll see. I mean, stranger things have happened, obviously. In this yeah, I know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how Santino Morella and the great Kali got on the pay-per-view and not Dolph Ziggler. That is a very excellent question. I, I don't know. As much as I enjoy Santino Morella, but uh, you know, who knows? I mean... You know, it is what it is, and as Dave was saying, you know, you, sometimes you want to put some of the, the bigger names on the pre-show just to kind of get people to, to go and watch the pre-show. So Yeah. Well, hey, guys, know, i got to get inside, get ready to watch the pay-per-view. Thanks for calling. Uh, thanks for talking to me, guys, and we'll talk to you later on. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Yep, bye-bye. And there you have Mr. Trivia. A little, uh, uh, Dave, I think we got to maybe book a signing for you over there at Hooters. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. I'll be located right by the men's room in my VIP section. <laughs> but no. Do you have like the, do you do you call the bathroom your office like Arthur Fonzarelli? No, that's actually my personal dressing room. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's well, that's, that's my locker room. I do contract signings in there too. I mean that that's that's great. Wings, wrestling, and uh, hot chicks and skippy clothes. I mean, does it get any better than that? We're going off yeah. the rails. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Getting back to our pay per view and uh, hitting up the matches, discussing them, uh, dissecting them. We've hit a little bit, uh, dissected a little bit of Ziggler and Sandow, and you guys could catch out the pregame uh, should be starting soon. The uh, pre-show for uh, Battleground match: uh, Dolph Ziggler and Damian Sandow. Talked about the World Championship match, Del Rio and Rob Van Dam. We talked 
divas tonight. Divas, can you believe it? We talked a lot of divas, and we even had phone calls wanting to talk about the divas. So, diva championship match between AJ Lee and Brie Bella. Very personal, personal match tonight. Tag team battle. Goldust, Cody Rhodes against the Shield, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. Unbelievable. Unbelievable drama surrounding that matchup. Really looking forward to that match. But let's get into some of the other matches as we talk about. Sometimes when you look back in time and you look at some of the old school intense rivalries, look at Jimmy Snooker and Roddy Piper. Those rivalries, they weren't surrounding a belt. They were surrounding something personal, something at stake. Man versus man, palpable hatred between two competitors. We discussed how that affected the, the Rhodes storyline, just a, a, a realistic hatred. You can't, you, know, you can't go too far talking about realistic storytelling without talking about CM Punk and Ryback right now. Again, a storyline, a, uh, a rivalry that at this point does not surround a title belt, surrounds a personal animosity between Heyman and CM Punk. Uh, Ryback, uh, officially a Heyman guy now, um, a rekindling of a rivalry, so to speak, with these two individuals. Um, I, I'm not so sure, Dave, what I'm um, to look forward to in this matchup with these two guys. We've seen them wrestle a lot before. I don't know how much uh, newness we're going to see, but I am enjoying the storytelling surrounding the matchup. Well, I think, too, it's, you know, the one thing about this, the storyline that I particularly like. Um, I mean, we're both in agreement. A lot of people are under agreement. You know, Paul Heyman is really carrying the weight of this storyline, and it's just you know whoever he throws in Punk's way is just a, a, a pawn. But what I like about this more than anything is that it breathes new life into Ryback because we've talked about it on the show a million times. He needed a makeover. He needed something to to to, to make him relevant or to, to just change it up a bit because. He just wasn't clicking in other areas, and he's got some issue with Punk when he was a babyface last year, and Punk was the heel, and the roles were reversed. They had some good uh, matches and some good storylines with the two of them going into the early parts of this year. Um, however, the uh, you know the roles have been reversed now, and you know one's a babyface and one's a heel, and um, you know Ryback's got Heyman as a mouthpiece now between the two of them, and. Uh, He's just he's, he's a little more intense. He's got a little more of a purpose, so to speak. Um, and Punk is, of course, you know, Punk is Punk. Punk is great. And Punk holds his own. In ring-wise, I'm not expecting anything spectacular. But I do see this this feud between the two of them ending up to be the, the, the closer for the end of the year for as far as uh, uh, Punk and uh, Heyman go. And then being, you know, Punk and uh, Ryback being the two guys that, you know, have it out for the rest of the year for the most part. I don't see Punk moving on anybody else after him. And then I think they both will start fresh going into the new year. Um, so I'm going to go with Ryback tonight winning this. And I think Ryback absolutely needs it. I think he really needs it. He's starting a new relationship, a new on-screen relationship with Paul Heyman, and I think it would help serve him better if he were to defeat CM Punk and it gives Punk more of a purpose to set something up maybe next month for Hell in the Cell, or not next month, in a couple of weeks, Survivor Series coming up next month, and then you can close out something with the two of them at the TLC pay-per-view. But I think Ryback fires, you know, Ryback fired the first shot 
uh, last month, you know, Night of Champions, I think he's going to continue it with a win here tonight. Because I don't see any reason why Punk should beat Ryback. Because then there would be no purpose in wanting to see the two of them go at it further down the line. Totally, 100% agree with you. Uh, I like the storytelling, and, uh, you know, I'm sure that, like, right now, if, if he's still listening, Mike is, like, screaming at whatever device he's listening to because there aren't many people that hate on Ryback more than he does. Um, but if we're going to face facts, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm ready to join up and be the president of the Ryback fan club, however, he's going to be a part of WWE television. They obviously want him around. He's got a good look. He's a physical specimen. And they have found at least a decent niche for him right now. Uh, it has definitely reinvented the character. It's made him, him interesting. It's not like you roll your eyes now and Ryback is on screen. He's part of a good storyline. Um, I, I totally agree with you. Like, Why, why have Punk win? Uh, Punk's, Punk's good. Punk's over. Punk can survive a loss. Um, it's fine. And, and, you know, I'm not going to say I, I would assume, you know, he'll lose and you know, he probably won't lose clean. But I think this this win for Ryback helps him tremendously. And when you're going into Hell in a Cell and uh, perhaps having these two guys in a Hell in a Cell matchup, uh, you know, I agree with you. I think this is kind of like the, the end of the year rivalry for them uh, before WrestleMania season. Uh, they're going to ride out this uh, Ryback, Punk, Heyman issue uh, until the end of the year, and then we'll we'll full on be a uh, pedal to the metal towards WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, if Punk wins this match, there's there's absolutely. I mean, who cares? Really, truly, I mean, who cares if there's a rematch? I mean, don't get me wrong. If they have if Punk wins and there's a rematch, of course we're going to wind up watching the next pay per view. We're not like we're not getting crazy here or anything. Like we're going to boycott a pay per view, but. Storytelling wise, it just it just makes no sense. It you know, Ryback needs this win uh much more than than CM Punk needs it. So uh I I'm looking for a a, a kind of dominant performance. Uh not a squash kind of dominance, but a, a dominating, a hard hitting performance uh from Ryback. Uh where Ryback is gonna come out of this looking strong. Um, you know, the only way I see, you know, Punk winning, uh, you know, maybe we have a, a Punk win with a, a Ryback beatdown after the fact. Uh, so Ryback is still, like, standing tall at the end of it all. But um, I just think that it makes so much sense for Ryback to win this match. Uh, the storyline is, is very intriguing. You know, the story, like I said, that's very personal. Uh, it works. Uh, you know, father type figure turning on his prodigal son, um, taking on someone else as a protege. I mean, it, it all works out uh, really well. So, looking forward to this matchup. Uh, should be a good matchup. I'm not looking forward to be a great match, but I'm looking forward to seeing exactly how the uh, story uh, is facilitated going forward. So, interesting stuff right there. One thing that's kind of been lost in the shuffle and. You know, for prediction purposes, and I don't think we need to analyze it, but it is intriguing that when it comes to this storyline with uh, Paul Heyman and CM Punk and now Ryback uh, being brought into the fold, it does kind of, uh, you know, 
it seems like Curtis Axel continues to get lost in the shuffle. And I don't know, obviously none of us are privy to knowing what exactly uh, is in store for Curtis Axel in the future, but he's kind of been lost in the shuffle in all this. Um, I don't. We don't need to really dissect this matchup, but uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, this is going to be the final straw. There's going to be issues within the Heyman family. Curtis Axel is going to drop that IC title tonight, and our truths walking out with the championship. Your thoughts? I mean, that would be a safe bet, but. You know, they haven't done anything with R-Truth in a long time. And then he gets a couple of wins on TV in the past few weeks. Now, all of a sudden, he's up for title contention. Um, I mean, maybe maybe they, maybe Axel beats him. I'm, I'm going with Axel beats him this, this pay-per-view. Maybe the next one he loses. But I don't see Truth getting the belt right away. Uh, I'm going to go with Axel. I'm going to disagree with you on that. Wow, so another another difference. There you go, the IC championship match. Um, you know, and whatever. Let's let's do a prediction, then we'll get to the main event. Uh quickly, your prediction on Kingston versus Wyatt. I'm gonna go with Wyatt. He's obviously they got they obviously invest a lot in him and they haven't really done much with him, but from what I've heard is that they want to resume something with him and Kane. Um whether it's a feud or if Kane Kane comes back as a member of the Wyatt family. Um, they got some plans for him, so Wyatt over Kofi. I would agree with you there, and we, the people, tag team match tonight. Somehow, the great Kali and Hornswoggle have finagled their way onto a pay-per-view. We have Santina Morella and the great Kali teaming up against the real Americans, Swagger and Cesaro. Uh, for me in this matchup, I think there's going to be something kooky, and we're hearing all these reports about Cesaro possibly turning face. Uh, I think we're going to see we're going to see the the marching trombone tonight. The marching trombone will occur. The cobra will find its mark, and we will see Morella and Kali win, and uh, a wedge will uh, form between uh, Swagger and Cesaro. I think I think we'll see that too, and if you've noticed too. Cesaro is the one that's been getting the losses lately in these matches. So, I mean, I will say that I agree with you. Kali and Santino will win tonight. I think Cesaro's going to take the fall, and like you said, it's going to start the wedge. I want, I'm going to go on a bold prediction as far as what we're going to see in the match. I think we're going to see Cesaro attempt to do the swing on the great, the Cesaro swing on the great Kali. That would be that would be pretty impressive. That would definitely get my nod of approval for next month. <laughs> uh, that's a good prediction. I'm looking forward to it. I I, and, yeah, I didn't even think of that, but I, I think you're right. I think that that happens tonight. And good segue, Dave, because you know when we do our Sunday pay-per-view pregame shows, we hit this. <laughs> Coming to that portion of our program, it's the nod of approval. We've changed up a format a little bit, so we do the nod of approval when we do pay-per-view pre-games, and that's just something that we do here where you sit back and you're watching something, you're like, yeah, that worked. That was good. And you just kind of nod to yourself, 
could be a promo, could be a, a match, it could be just a guy, a storyline, it could be anything. Just something you just nod yourself and say, yeah, that worked. And if you want to go right now on Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show, we got a show chat going on right there. Uh, why don't you throw up what your nod of approval is on there? I'd love to see what you thought of the past few weeks in pro wrestling. Dave, what are you giving your nod of approval to this week? Well, I went to uh, the Northeast Wrestling Show last night in Torrington, Connecticut, and I'll say, you know, I had a great time. My girlfriend, Nicole, and her son, Anthony, they had a wonderful time. Uh, I'm going to give it to the to Northeast Wrestling and all the wrestlers on hand. Uh, uh, Roddy Piper and Jake the Snake for being so kind and generous, and, and Jake the Snake for making my girlfriend feel comfortable enough to get in the picture. Uh, Velvet Sky, who I, her and I go way back many, many years, uh, before she made it to television, um, and TNA Wrestling, uh, thank you for uh, taking care of my uh, my girlfriend's son with pictures and autographs and things of that nature. It's very sweet of you. And uh, independent wrestling star Jay Busta, you did the same thing for him. Once again, thank you very much. And uh, Northeast Wrestling overall, thought it was a good event. And uh, I like going to their shows. And I look forward to uh, the next time they come around. And uh, just overall, it was a fun experience. And uh, for, you know, for myself, for my girlfriend, and for her son. And uh, that, that gets my down of approval. I mean, Northeast Wrestling and everyone that was affiliated with it last night. It was a great time. Good stuff. For me, uh, my nod actually is going to uh, Ziggler and Del Rio for their match on SmackDown. Uh, you know, I, I have found as of late, especially um, – on SmackDowns, where uh, it's a pay-per-view weekend, um, that SmackDown almost becomes a, a throwaway. A uh, lot of recaps. Uh, generally, there there's a a long match uh, thrown in there, which a lot of SmackDowns it seems like it's just a time killer. You know, we gotta kill off as much of the two hours as possible. Um, you know, it just it. I, I don't know. I just say I guess a lot of SmackDowns. Uh, especially weekends for pay-per-views, like I'm just I, I'm not I'm not grabbed by them. I'm not engaged, and uh, uh, I, I thought that match was pretty engaging. It was pretty athletic. Uh, I thought both men performed really well, and it actually really really got me into the show. It got me into the whole show. So uh, uh, I thought they performed really well, um, you know. And I, I I'm hoping when I watch a match like that and see like you know certain spots, I'm really hoping that. Uh, we're, we're seeing Ziggler in a more prominent role in the WWE, but because uh, I'd love to see you know matches like that in a real substantial program with uh, a, a title in the mix. Um, but I, I just I was really engaged with that match. I thought both performers performed well. Uh, I thought Ziggler was tremendous. I thought Del Rio did a great job. Uh, you know, quote unquote tune up match for. Uh, RVD, um, I, I just thought it was it was great all around. So kudos to both competitors in that, and that gets my nod of approval. So there you have it from Dave, Northeast Wrestling, and myself. I give it to Del Rio and Dolph Ziggler their match on SmackDown. Those are our nods of approval. <laughs> The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. And there you have it. We do that on our Sunday shows. That's when there's a pay-per-view event going on. We do pay-per-view pregame shows. Our next pay-per-view pregame, we'll be doing a Bound for Glory TNA 
pregame spectacular uh, two weeks from tonight. So we'll be hitting you up doing a TNA. So we'll be getting you another nod of approval uh, that week. And we'll be back tomorrow night for our Raw pregame show. Right back here. Remember, special start time, 6.30. 6.30, taking you right up to the beginning of Monday Night Raw. Who knows what the ramifications are going to be coming out of a battleground pay-per-view. The main event tonight, the WWE Championship is vacated. We have no champion. Do we have a champion crown tonight? Do we see other shenanigans? What's going to happen tonight? Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, vying for the biggest prize in wrestling today. Dave, what are we going to see out of this matchup tonight? Well, I know we're going to see some good wrestling. The two of them have great chemistry, in-ring chemistry with each other, so I, I, I'm not expecting a stinker. Um, a lot of people have speculated that we will see some type of a screwy finish that may lead to the final match in this feud between the two of them at the next pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell. Um, I'm kind of ha- I kind of have a feeling that we haven't seen Big Show a lot as far as um, – Involved in, uh, you know, he wasn't involved in the last pay-per-view, and it was just revealed on SmackDown that Triple H had bought his home for him, and he didn't owe the bank any money. So I kind of have a feeling that Big Show is going to reluctantly do the do the turn and cost Daniel Bryan the WWE Championship, and Randy Orton will walk out as WWE Champion, and he, and Triple H will hold this this over his head that you don't owe. You know, you don't owe any money anymore, but you owe me, and you'll do as I say. So he'll still have something over his head. It just won't be his job anymore. It'll just be the the guilty fact that Triple H owns the man's home now. And uh, I think that will, you know, Triple H will use Big Show to his advantage for a little while longer um, to, to get what he wants, and I think this will be a part of it. I think we will see Big Show defeat, or Big Show cost Daniel Bryan the, the match um, reluctantly. Reluctantly, and he'll be somewhat of their enforcer um, going forward for a little while. And Randy Orton will be the champion. And then possibly, they could possibly go next month, Hell in the Cell, in the rematch. But um, Randy Orton's walking out WWE champion. I would agree with you there. You know, it, it's an interesting question. And, and as, as I think about this match, and, and fully aware of the fact that. I ponder and think and speculate and dissect wrestling way too much. But this is what we do here. So now when the title is vacated, so, you know, there's no one's champion. And and the old adage is you, you, can't, you can't win the title via a disqualification or a countout. However... If if the title is vacated, does the victor, no matter what, get the title? Speculating that, do we see a screwy finish where Big Show comes down and punches Orton out? Daniel Bryan, therefore, disqualified. Randy Orton is victorious because the title is vacated. Orton, an unconscious Orton, is basically has the belt laid on top of him at the end of the pay-per-view. That's that's a pretty cool idea. I like that. 
Um, I wouldn't necessarily like that to end the pay-per-view. Um, I think it would be something that you could put in the middle. I would, because we've seen a lot of screwy finishes in the last several months on on WWE pay-per-views, SummerSlam, and then of course, you know, the, the last month with Night of Champions. Even though it was you know Daniel Bryan ending the night as champion, he got the belt taken away from him the following night. Um, if they if they were to do that, I think that they should put that towards the middle or close to the end of the show, and maybe close out the show with the Rhodes family getting their job back by beating the Shield and sending the fans home happy. Uh, but that sounds like a, that sounds like a good idea. Um, just where do you go from there after that? Orton gets the belt, but what does that leave Daniel Bryan? What does that leave Big Show? What, what kind of what, is, it, is it just something to use to facilitate to get you to the next month? Uh, I don't know, but that sounds like a good idea. I, I mean, that would be pretty cool if they did that. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and uh, you know, you could have. I mean, if they decide they're they're keeping a, you know, Big Show face, you know, you, you could have a vignette with him in the back with Triple H after the fact, and and say, you know, you told me to make sure Orton wins. I made sure he won. I was following orders. You can't fire me for following orders. Uh, and we'll get more into this matchup in a second, but. Uh, I am receiving word, breaking news from our producer, that Ziggler has, in fact, won uh, the pre-show matchup. So is this a sign of bigger and better things to come for Dolph Ziggler? We can only hope. But Dolph Ziggler victorious against uh, Damian Sandow in the pre-show match. And getting back to uh, like, who knows how the show is going to be booked. You're right. I mean, that's a good point. Uh, conventional wisdom would, would lead you to believe that we're going to have a WWE Championship match to end the pay-per-view, but because of how engaging the storyline has been and uh, Cody Rhodes coming back to wrestle, uh, do we see that as the main event tonight? And since, you know, you got to figure, I mean, I honestly would be shocked tonight uh, if if we see a clean finish in the WWE Championship match. So that being said, uh it's a good point, Dave. Do we not see that as the final match uh, because it's going to be a screwy finish? Um, who knows? I mean, I agree. I think we're going to see something at a big show. Uh, I, I just, I love the way when Dr. Reese called us and said, uh, you know, when he was calling uh, Daniel Bryant the hard luck kid. Um, I like that. I mean, I, I you know, again, you got to think in these things long term. And I, and I do think that, you know, Daniel Bryan is going to have a run. Daniel Bryan is going to be WWE champion. He's going to have a substantial run with that belt. It's going to happen. I would be shocked if it doesn't happen. Um, but when you think of guys' careers, you don't want to bring them up too fast and have it burn out. Uh, and I, I think Daniel Bryan is tremendous as the guy who's chasing, who's the underdog, who who gets keeps getting obstacle after obstacle after obstacle put in his way and rather than getting discouraged or giving up he just keeps persevering i I think it it works so well for his character um he is so over right now so he's not losing anything uh by not winning the wwe championship in fact i think every time he is unsuccessful because he's getting screwed over I think the crowds are getting louder, uh, more vehement, more intense as far as how much they're supporting Daniel Bryant. So 
I, I think these these quote unquote failures uh, to achieve the WWE Championship is just making Daniel Bryant more popular. So, uh, you know, I think that storyline wise, I do not want to see. Daniel Bryan win the title and get it taken away tomorrow night, as Mr. Trivia said. I, I don't need to see that again. Uh, so I, I look for some sort of weird finish tonight. Uh, Orton walks out champion, and, uh, you know, perhaps we get one more match out of them, uh, hell in a cell. But uh, the one thing I think we do have to look forward to, that, you know, it's almost like you look at this match twofold. Uh, we're going to look at something that's going to be very athletic, very entertaining, very intriguing wrestling match behind between the ropes. And then you look at like where exactly they're going to go storyline-wise. So lots of intriguing stuff, but I do think there's, uh, you know, there, there's a lot to be said as far as where this is going to go uh, as as we move forward. But we're in agreement there, Dave. We both think uh, Orton's walking out with the, the championship tonight. Yes, and a match that we were in agreement with, uh, the World Heavyweight Championship, I'm just reading that that is going to open the Battleground pay-per-view tonight with RVD and uh, Alberto Del Rio. So you kind of got to wonder, with with that match being so close to the match that just took place with Ziggler and Sandow, do we see a cash-in? Maybe not. Maybe we do. I don't know. But I find it interesting where they where they set the matches up and how they you know, how they book the card. But as far as I'm, as I'm reading right now, the world title match is set to open the pay-per-view. Well, I, you know, and it's funny. I mean, let's face it. It's a new pay-per-view, you know, Battleground pay-per-view. It's uh, – and, and if we're all being honest, look, we're all wrestling fans. I'm excited. You know, we have some people coming over, get some pizza, hang out, watch – so I, I'm excited. I, I mean, it's it's a wrestling Sunday you know, I'm going to be having to do the, the, the channel flipper thing because, of course, it seems like every time the 49ers have the 8 o'clock game, there happens to be a pay-per-view that night. But <laughs> pain in my ass. But, you know, going into this, as much as I'm a wrestling fan and I'm looking forward to it, there's not a lot of juice uh, going into this. There's not a lot of, you know, oh, God, I can't wait to see Battleground. I mean, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad it's, it's a wrestling thing. I'm a wrestling fan. Um, it is something, you know, when next year's, you know, if they keep the title and next year's battleground comes around, hey, last year, you remember when Sandow cashed in that night and, and this happened with the WWE Championship and yada. So, I mean, you, you, you could set the groundwork for this being a, a an exciting night, an exciting pay-per-view. So, that's why, I mean, I'm I'm leaning towards predicting a cash-in. But who knows? It may be just me trying to be optimistic, and I'm I'm not really predicting. I'm just talking about what I want to see happen. Um, but it is intriguing how it's being booked and, and opening the show uh, with that matchup. Um, you know, who knows? I mean, is Sandow, you know, fails in his first match, so, uh, you know, wants to show everyone that he can succeed. Um be interesting. Or do we have Sandow win and Ziggler come down and do something and put himself uh, back in the title picture, as I was saying earlier? Uh, who knows? Lots of stuff to speculate about. But, you know, all being said, I mean, when you look at match for match, as much as there's not a whole hell of a lot of juice to me running into this pay-per-view, uh, a lot of, you know, not new storylines, storylines that have been going for a little while, um, I still think it's got a lot of potential for 
some really good wrestling matches. I think it, it, it can be a very solid pay-per-view. Uh, I think the, the Rhodes match should be good. The World Championship match should be very good. I'm looking forward to CM Punk Ryback. I, I think we got potential for some good wrestling tonight, Dave. Yeah, I think this is. I think it's going to be a sleeper of a show. I really do. Buffalo's uh, Buffalo's a good wrestling town, and uh, from what the reports I'm reading, they're pretty pumped during the Ziggler standout match, and they're a very boisterous crowd. And you know me, I love I love boisterous wrestling crowds. It helps make a wrestling show even better. So I think we're going to see a good show tonight, all around uh, good wrestling, solid wrestling. I really am looking forward to the Road Shield match. I think that's going to be the. I think that's going to steal the show tonight. Yeah, and I think it's it, it's got a lot of potential to steal a show because I think this is. This is Cody's shot, man. This is Cody's opportunity to put himself. It's a it's a main storyline. Um, show everyone what he can do when the spotlight's on him. We'll be back tomorrow night for our Raw pregame show. It is pay-per-view time, y'all. Thank you all for tuning in. Until tomorrow night, for Dave, I'm Ken. Everyone have a good night. Take care, everybody.